It's time now for KORN News Radio Sports coverage of Mitchell Colonel Basketball. On your original home of Colonel Sports, KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490, and online at KORNradio.com. Coverage of the Colonels on KORN being brought to you by Poet, First Dakota National Bank, Iverson Chrysler Center of Mitchell and Huron, Aurora Cooperative, and Avera Health Central Office. Coverage of the Colonels on KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490, and KORNradio.com. Also brought to you by Running Farm and Fleet, Hearing Plus, Core Insurance, Mitchell Roofing and Siding, the South Dakota Attorney General's Office, Division of Consumer Protections, and by the South Dakota High School Activities Association. We now go courtside for coverage of Mitchell Colonel Basketball on your original home of Colonel Sports, KORN. Here at the play-by-play call, KORN Sports Director, Travis Krenz. And welcome to the Huron Arena, another season of Mitchell Colonel Basketball here on KORN News Radio. I'm Travis Krenz. Sean Michaels with me this season yet again as we've got a doubleheader here starting a little after a 6.30, a late start with the JV and sophomore games going a little bit long we were supposed to start at six but probably going to be closer to 635 here tonight so a long and late night of basketball here at the Huron Arena and uh, it feels like winter out Sean and that means it's Mitchell Colonel basketball time start with the girls here they came all so close to making the state tournament last year losing a heartbreaker in the Sodak 16 to Sioux Falls Lincoln last March uh, but uh, they returned their best player from last year uh, All-Stater is a sophomore, so your Stabner averaged 15 points, almost 10 rebounds per game. Uh, she also had three uh, steals. We know how great she is on the defensive end. So uh, even though Mitchell struggled quite a bit offensively last year, and uh, they may struggle to score some points here this year again, they do have probably one of the 10 best players here in AA in Sawyer Stabner. And as long as you have her, you got a shot against most teams you play. Yeah, and that's a, a good luxury to have a player like that where you feel like you have a chance on uh, any given night. And that's going to be one of the big storylines I think we're going to see this year is the development of Sawyer Stabner because, man, did she show so much potential last season really carrying the team when she was on the court. They struggled a lot offensively uh, when she was out there in the middle of the year. And a big thing is going to be can she develop that perimeter part of her game because we know what she can do inside. I mean, she can take that ball inside uh, every time up and down the court and kind of manufacture some points and get some free throws. I mean, she was 50% of their offense, it felt like, a season ago. So Almost. Yeah, that, that's definitely one thing I'm looking forward to this season is uh, seeing if she takes another step or two this year and uh, develops a little bit more as a player and a leader, too, because they lost a few pieces, but they do get a lot of experience back, and that's going to be huge under a new head coach. Got to replace a little bit of scoring from last year. Sarah Siebert, one of their better Perimeter, uh, perimeter shooters. They also lost Caitlin Christensen as well. She was a presence uh, down near the basket. Uh, somebody who clearly came on towards the end of last season was an eighth grader, Addie Seamson, added a spark to this offense. She's a pretty good shooter, and she saw a lot of time uh, as a freshman uh, here this past fall on the volleyball court. So Addie Seamson's going to be a starter this year. Of, of course, we mentioned Sawyer Stabner. Uh, Lauren Van Overshield, she was a freshman that kind of got thrust into the lineup early last year and really added a spark to the offense. Uh, we've seen Taylor Giblin as well. She averaged five points per game. She can shoot it from outside. And Delana Henkel, she's a senior, 
played in just nine games last year. So uh, kind of a mix of some younger girls who played a little bit in Van Overshield and Stabner. Uh, you've got Giblin and Stabner, some upperclassmen, and Hankel, uh, who is a senior, starting for the first time. So uh, kind of a mix, and you kind of got to get those first-game jitters out of the way. Here on, they already played Tuesday night, beating Yankton on the road 50-39. to So always those first-game jitters, no matter how long you play. Yeah, I mean, opening night's always tough because there's going to be some sloppiness. So uh, a big thing for the Colonels on the road tonight, first big road test of the year, take care of the basketball, you know, uh, make good decisions offensively, uh, try to get some open looks. Sawyer Stabner is going to try to establish the offense. And uh, I like how you mentioned Lauren Van Overshield. I thought she was a really big yeah. spark. That is the perfect way to describe her. She uh, brought so much energy off the bench when she played. Uh, just kind of felt like it, it boosted some energy into the team when they were having some lulls offensively. So great to see her as a starter this year. Uh, Taylor Giblin back with some experience as well. And uh, then you're going to see what else you got. You know, as you mentioned, Addie Seamson did get some experience last year, but now we get to see what she can do offensively as a starter. And, you know, there might be some growing pains. Again, as we go along this season with a new coach, going to be some new philosophies, a new offense, and, you know, hopefully they can uh, have some good possessions here tonight and not beat themselves. You know, don't make too many mistakes here and try to uh, get some things going and play good defense because that's really what carried them a year ago. Of course, new head coach Dave Brooks in his first year. He was an assistant last year with Cole Knippling uh, taking that to principal job at Parkston. And uh, Knippling did an outstanding job in the uh, two or three years he was with the Mitchell Colonels. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk with first-year head coach Dave Brooks and also take a look at the uh, scoreboard the rest of the night across the state. It's Friday night here on Arena. Where else would you want to be? We're back in one minute on KORN. Poet knows that maximizing green marketing can make a difference in your operation. This is Becky Pitts of Poet Mitchell. We constantly update our prices for corn and our hours at Poet.com to make harvest easier for you. Both Todd and Marsha are working hard to offer customized specialty contracts, including Premium Plus and Accumulator contracts. We have contract options for every producer and offer cash bids or working open orders. At Poet, we're committed to bring your farm the best profitability possible. It is Mitchell basketball tonight. It's a doubleheader kicking it off live at the Huron Arena. Uh, girls kick it off first here at 6 o'clock. And new season, new head coach, uh, Dave Brooks, a new head coach here of the Mitchell girls. Coach, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Very good. Uh, taking over here for Cole Knippling, goes down to a Parkston, becomes the principal. What's it been like for you to to kind of be the head coach right here and uh, how have things gone here first the uh, first couple weeks? Well, it's uh, it's been quite a... Uh, an adjustment. I mean, you can be an assistant coach, but then there's just a lot of different things that that go along with with being a head coach. And um, thankfully, our our uh, assistants have kind of stepped up and, and done a lot of those things. And but as far as practice wise and whatever, just kind of feel maybe maybe I didn't manage that as well as I would like to. Maybe maybe uh, in the future it might be a little bit different. But kids are working hard, and and uh, I think. We're ready to play a game just to kind of mm-hmm. see where we're at, what we missed out on, what we need to to make some adjustments to. Got a, a busy start to the schedule here. You got three games next week, uh, hopefully, and uh, of course we open up against Huron tonight. What are kind of the expectations for this year? I think Mitchell maybe surprised some folks last year and came also close to making that state tournament. Uh, what are what are some of those expectations that maybe you've talked to the team about here early on? Well, you know, expectation. I think every year is you you want to try to get to the state tournament, and I think uh, 
Uh, the best way to do that is if you can host a, host a, a Sodex 16 mm-hmm. game, which would be a, you know maybe a seven or eight seed for us. So that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of work to get done between now and then to, to try and be in that in that spot, and uh, hopefully we can uh, build off some of that success. You know, we kind of had a rough start last year, and then had that streak of eight games in a row, and then Sawyer got hurt, and then just maybe didn't recover. You know, with uh, with that, so hopefully, uh, you know, just like any team, is the key to stay healthy and, and then improve as the year goes along. You always have to replace a couple seniors or a couple starters uh, more years than not. Uh, what's kind of the lineup looking like this year? Of course, we've got uh, Sawyer Stabner; she's the All-State uh, player. But uh, what, what's the rest of the starters looking like uh, this year? And maybe some newer names we haven't uh, seen before. Yeah, well, some of the names might be familiar if you, if you followed us last year. You know, Sawyer uh, will start. Taylor Giblins uh, started in, in the past for us. Uh, Lauren Van Overshield started last year, well, this year as well. Uh, uh, Eddie Seamson came off the bench, one of the first one or two people off the bench last year, so we'll uh, throw her in the starting lineup. And then Delana Hinkle um, it will be our fifth starter. Uh, hasn't hasn't played much on the, on the varsity level, so it'll be – uh, um, uh, brand new experience for for her. And you talk about uh, about Addie Seamson. What was she? What an, an eighth grader last year, and kind of provided that yep. spark off the bench midway through the year. Was a great uh, a great shooter from the outside, and uh, played well volleyball this year. So, um, I mean, how how impressive is that as an eighth grader? Now as a freshman, uh, she's a starter and going to be a, a big contributor this year. Well, we don't want to put too much pressure on her as far as a contributor. We know she can. We know she can shoot it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can get up and down the floor, and she's got some length. Uh, but it, that's a kind of a big, big deal. Step in as a freshman. I think it's one thing to come off the bench. It's one thing to to start the game. So hopefully, uh, she can kind of just grow into that into that spot and um, uh, contribute. Like I mean, we need need a lot of kids to do that because we lost what uh, fifteen, sixteen points from. Uh, Caitlin Christensen and Sarah Siebert last right. year, and we, you know, averaged about thirty-nine points a game last year. So, to lose a third of it, we got to find them somewhere from from some of these kids. And so, your Stabner does a little bit of everything, and especially on the defensive end, it seems like she's just, you know, a a a one uh, woman uh, a turnover machine with her long arms. And uh, how do you use her to the best of her abilities? And uh, how has she improved here going into her junior year? Well, uh, she's gotten stronger, and she's she worked, uh, you know, really hard in the off season. And I think her, we've seen some improvement in her jump shot. So hopefully that will continue to to grow and be another weapon that 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 she will have. But she does have great anticipation skills that go along with her athletic ability. So when we play our zone, she's she's looking to you know to jump that passing lane, and and uh, um, that's I don't know if that's anything I can really coach or teach. Yeah. I think that's just something that you have. You just read the passes and and you see something, you go get it. And she's uh, she has that ability to do that. It'll be fun to watch her this season. Uh, still only a junior for Sawyer Stabner. And uh, as as far as the style of play, offensively and defensively, ideally, what would what would you like to see here tonight and uh, for most of the season? Well, ideally, we we like to be able to uh, play a lot of pressure defense, uh, full court. We're not we're not there yet. Where I feel comfortable that we can get all that that done, um, and then. So if we can get some little steals and get some transition buckets, I think I think we're better if we can kind of go up and down the floor. Half court offense is going to be uh, uh, probably more of a challenge for us. So uh, I mean, we we'll still have to run it because we're not going to get steals and all that kind of stuff all the time. And, but uh, 
I think if we're at our best, if we're cooking, then then you know we're getting some steals and we're getting up and down and getting some transition buckets. And you got Huron tonight. I mean, they shot a ton of threes last season, and you know, kind of hard with this being the first game. But compared to what you saw from Huron last year, do you expect uh, some similar uh, some similar three point shooting and and style of play from the Tigers here tonight? Yeah, I got a chance to watch them on. You know, they played Yankton on uh, Tuesday, yeah. and so uh, Haven Hines and Isabella Elwine are good, uh, two good three point shooters, and they'll they'll spot up three feet behind the, the line and throw it up. Uh, and uh, Heaven Ganey um, is a good player. She's more of an uh, inside player, not going to shoot the outside shot. But uh, she got a lot of deflections, pretty active player. And I think those three scored like 43 of the 50 points that uh, uh, Heron put up the other night. So, uh, uh, yeah, they, they have a nice club. They have a nice club, no doubt about it. Season opener here for the Colonels tonight at the Huron Arena. Head coach Dave Brooks joins us here in the pregame show. Coach, good luck tonight. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Again, it's the season opener for Mitchell, but uh, Huron, they were in action hosting Yainton just a few nights ago. They did defeat the Gazelles 50-39, to so that was on Tuesday night at the Huron Arena, so they got uh, at least one game under their belt. We'll see uh, what happens uh, with Mitchell and Huron tonight. Uh, and uh, looking at the uh, the preseason rankings here for girls basketball in AA, uh, girls rankings, you have O'Gorman at number one. They received 17 of the 18 first-place votes. O'Gorman, they won it all last year. It was their third state title. They took down Rapid City Stevens in the championship game 49-42, and for Stevens, it was the second straight year they'd finish uh, runner-up. So uh, they put together a couple nice seasons, falling just short two years in a row of a state title. Uh, number two in the preseason poll, Sioux Falls Jefferson. Their boys are number one. They just won a football title a month ago, and their girls are at number two. Uh, Mitchell, they knocked off Jefferson on the road last year. So uh, Jefferson, they look to be even better uh, this year. Uh, they were kind of a late bloomer. Last year, Jefferson knocked off the number one seed, Washington, uh, in the first round of the state tournament, and then they went on to finish third. Uh, so a very impressive first season for the Jefferson Cavalier girls. Uh, number three with uh, one first-place vote, Sioux Falls, Washington. They're always going to be in the mix. Uh, they lose Jacqueline when in Tonda. She's now down in Texas with the Longhorns, an all-state player. As a Washington, they were the one seed uh, last year, and they won it all back in 2021. Uh, Brandon Valley, that number four team in the preseason poll. And then after that, uh, there's a big drop-off to number five ranked Pier. Brandon Valley got 49 uh, points in the uh, polls. Pier got seven. So there was a big drop-off between that top four and the next uh, five or six. Pier is five. Lincoln received some votes, as did Stevens. Uh, Harrisburg and Watertown received one first place vote so uh, we'll see what happens can anybody compete with uh, the three sioux falls powers o'gorman jefferson and washington they seem to be uh, the best of the bunch here on paper early on uh coming up here uh, later on tonight we also have some uh, other scores from around the state a busy night of a uh, high school of basketball if teams haven't started their season yet they likely uh, will play those first games here later on tonight so you've got to uh, harrisburg hosting yankton you have number two, Jefferson, on the road at uh, Roosevelt. Watertown hosting Brookings tonight. And uh, the Rapid City Schools, they'll be at home. Central will uh, play Aberdeen tonight. And Rapid City Stevens takes on 
number five peer. Uh, elsewhere across the state, number one team in Class B, uh, Viberg Hurley. Uh, they will uh, head to Freeman tonight. The number two team in the state, to Wagner in Class A. Uh, they had a great year last year. They were the number one seed in Class A. Uh, they will take on winner later on tonight. Uh, Howard Girls will be at Del Rapid St. Mary's, and uh, Kimball White Lake will host Burke. Starting lineup tonight here for the Mitchell Colonels. Uh, they will start uh, two seniors, a junior, a sophomore, and a freshman. Uh, let's start uh, with the All-Staters. So here's Stabner, a 5'9 junior. Uh, she averaged 15 points, just under 10 rebounds last year and three and a half assists, along with three steals uh, per game. As far as offense and defense, Stabner a big contributor on uh, both sides of the court. So she was second team All-State last year uh, for the Mitchell Colonels, only as a sophomore. Uh, the two seniors for Mitchell, uh, Taylor Giblin, she's at 5'6". She averaged five points per game last year. And also uh, Delena Henkel. Uh, Henkel played in nine games last year. Uh, she'll be a senior starter this year at five feet nine. Uh, Lauren Van Overshield, she got quite a, a bit of playing time early on in the season last year and uh, stayed in the lineup as a freshman. She's now a 5'5 sophomore as she averaged nearly six points per game last year as a freshman. And Addie Seamson, who played last year as an eighth grader off the bench, uh, she starts this year as a freshman. Addie Seamson at 5 feet 8 to average just 1.2 points per game and shot 31% from three. But again, eighth grader last year, freshman this year, very good shooter trying to provide Mitchell some offense here uh, during her freshman season. And off the bench here for Mitchell, uh, we do expect to see Delaney Dagan. She's a 5'3 junior guard. Also a Carson White. Uh, Carson's a guard at 5'6 and a sophomore. Uh, Maddie Kemp, we saw her last year. She's a 5'5 junior. And also Allison Meyerink, a 5'10 junior. Those are potential bench players here tonight for the Colonels. And for the Huron Tigers, uh, they're starting five. They'll start to four seniors and a junior. Uh, Bryn Huber, a 5'4 guard. Carson Kaufman, a 5'11 forward. Isabel Elwine, a 5'8 senior. Heaven Ganey, a 5'7 senior. Also Hampton Hines, a 5'8 junior. So here on already 1-0 on the season as they beat Yainton on Tuesday nights. Tip-off is up next, live from the Huron Arena. You're listening to Mitchell Basketball tonight on KORN. This is J.R. Liverson. It's time to come in, pick the options you want, and get it coming in time for cold weather and a possible tax write-off. As new inventory comes in, our trade inventory goes up, and we have some new ones that you can just buy and take home, too. The price at the time of ordering is the price you pay with us, period. We'll get the color and options you want, then apply the Iverson's discount on top of any rebates, lease, or finance program. It's Ram, Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep models in Mitchell and Fords in Huron. Or online anytime at iversonauto.com. Mitchell Colonel basketball here tonight live from the Huron Arena. I'm Travis Krenz joined alongside Sean Michaels and uh, finally about 40 minutes late we're ready to go here after the JV and sophomore games ran a little bit long. Mitchell in their home black uniforms with gold numbers and gold trim. Delana Hankel a senior guard also a Taylor Giblin, Lauren Van Overshield, Sawyer Stabner, Andy Simpson your starters for Mitchell. In the home whites for the Huron Tigers, they've got senior guard Bryn Huber, junior guard Hampton Hines, along with Carson Kaufman, Isabel Elwine, and Heaven Ganey. So Huron and Mitchell, Tigers at 1-0, and this will be the season opener here for Mitchell. Sawyer Stabner, 
Second team All-State last year. She'll jump it off at 5-9. And we are ready to go. Colonels win the opening tip, and Taylor Giblin brings it up past half courts. Colonels going across the court here left to right. Here as we kick off another basketball season. Top of the key three is good for Lauren Van Overshield. So she gets us started here 10 seconds into the season, a three for Van Overshield. Wow, what an opening possession. Really good ball movement there and a great shot for Van Overshield in rhythm. And just like that, $3 from Mitchell roofing and siding. Here's a steal by uh, Sawyer Stabner. She steals it right in the, right from the midst of Heaven Ganey. Stabner gives it left side. Giblin thinks about a three, backs it up. Giblin here at the top of the key. So a turnover, a three-pointer just like that. Colonels with an early 3-0 lead. Same spot, Van Overshield again. She did it again. Two for two, just left to the top of the key. I like it. Colonels with a perfect 6-0 start here one minute in. Just keep giving it to her. She's got the hot hand early on. Another really good-looking possession. Again, some good defense. Again, only the second possession here for Huron, but Colonels already have that one turnover. Drive by Heaven Ganey. She kicks it out to Huber. Huber will drive, kick it out right side here to Hampton Hines. Hampton Hines, the 5'8 junior. Here's a three by Huber, left side. That is off the mark and rebound for Van Overshield. This an outlet pass intercepted, turnover by Stabner, trying to get it down low uh, to Delena Hinkle. So the first turnover on the Colonels. Stabner on the bad pass. Here's a left corner three. That is too strong from Isabel Elwine. This is a Tiger team that loves to shoot three-pointers. They will shoot 20 or 30 of them here tonight. 6-0 lead, nearly two minutes gone by. Colonels with a couple of three-pointers here. That's six bucks already. Two minutes in here from Mitchell roofing and siding with raise the roof. Giblin left side. She's wide open. She'll uncork a three. That is good. A three-for-three start for the Mitchell Colonels. A 9-0 lead. Huron has no idea what hit him. And what a sharp contrast from last season where Mitchell wow. liked to play inside so much. Good start to the season here with really hot shooting here by the Lady Colonels. Foul underneath on Sawyer Stabner first of the game. That'll send Elwine to the line to shoot two. Unbelievable starts. The best part about sports, I believe, is that you have no idea what's going to happen on a given night. No, and, and especially when you consider the sloppiness you typically see First in game. season openers, this is so crisp the way the Colonels have begun. Really good ball movement. They know where the ball's supposed to go, and they make quick decisions. There's no hesitation with these shots. That's good coaching right there. Absolutely. Dave what Brooks, what a good first impression for Mr. Brooks. Dave Brooks, first year's head coach, 9-0 lead. Elwine misses the first one off the back iron, makes the second. So first points for the Tigers come at the free throw line. This one tips. Stabner nearly turns it over. Seamson goes to the ground at the top of the arc. And we'll get the first foul here on Huron as Seamson was knocked to the ground. The first foul here on Kaufman. Carson Kaufman picks up the foul. She's a 5'11 senior. First substitution for Mitchell. Hinkle will check out. And we'll see uh, number 42, Allison Meyerink. Uh, Meyerink, a 5'10 junior. Here it gives Mitchell a little bit of length down low. 5.35 left in this first quarter. 9-1, Colonels in front. Three three-pointers. Here's a layup underneath, no good. Uh, pass outside, Stabner a floater, right side, no good. A rebound for here on a couple of shots here. I think you're going to get to Van Overshield with the foul. You saw Meyerink with her first shots. Right underneath the basket, good idea, just couldn't finish, but uh, Colonels 
got it inside for the first time tonight. Yeah, good fight there, trying to get those second-chance opportunities and just could not finish that time with the, the layups there for the Colonels, but still off to a good start. Here's a three right side, an air ball for Hampton Hines. Colonels want to push it in transition off that rebound. Van Overshield on the right side. Now they'll pull it back out. Seamson gets it to Stabner. Stabner going to drive, going to dribble it off her foot. Slow start for Sawyer. Has uh, two turnovers early on and the one personal foul. But it's good to see that uh, Sawyer Stabner hasn't scored yet and Mitchell's still up by eight. Yeah, because that's going to be a big part of their success this season, you know, whether it's make or break as far as is she going to get some help because we know she's going to get her points. She's probably going to be around 14 or 15 on a given night, but is she going to have that support, which did not show up much last year? Colonels with a 9-1 lead, three minutes in, season opener at the Huron Arena. Huron loves to shoot the three. They get it to Huber, top of the key. Now left side to Elwine. Now back right side drive, a floater. Another air ball. Stabner tries to save it, and she does. I mean, that was Seamson on the save. Gets it to Stabner, and Stabner's going to travel. That's three early mm. turnovers here for the junior. Really tough start for Stabner. We know what she's capable of, and maybe she just has those, you know, first-game yep. jitters going on and just isn't quite dialed in yet, but we know that's coming. Colonels with an early 9-1 lead. Huron gets it in under their own basket. Heaven Ganey with the three left side. That is short. Another rebound by Stabner. But even if Stabner's not uh, scoring, she can impact the game in so many ways with her defense, passing, and rebounding. Van Overshield will drive, stop at the free throw line, give it to the freshman Seamson. Drives left baseline. Here's a left uh, drive for Stabner. Top of the key for Van Overshield here with 15 to shoot. Colonel's defense kind of stagnant right now. Top of the key now with eight to shoot. Colonel's resets. They go right to Stabner, four to shoot. She drives. Nice pass underneath the Van Overshield. It's blocked out of bounds with one to shoot. Blocked by Heaven Ganey. Colonel's going to have to put it up quick right here with just one on the shot clock. And then Overshield blocked on the layup. Seamson going to get it in. Got to be a catch and shoot. They give it to Giblin. Puts it up. Never got it off. There must have been a half second left on that uh, shot clock is that one shot clock violation and turnover here for the Colonels. Well, really good defensive possession that time by the Huron Tigers. I mean, they were all over every Colonel who touched the ball in that possession, making things really difficult. Then a really nice block there to knock it out of bounds and only leaving them with one second on the clock. Halfway through this opening quarter, Colonels nine on three three-pointers here on one on an Isabel Elwine free throw. Ice-cold shooting so far for Huron. They are 0 for 6 in this game. Colonels with a zone defense. Left side three, finally down. Kristen Jans off the bench, a 5'6'' senior. First field goal for Huron. It took them four and a half minutes. Colonels still up, though, 9-4. to four. Which tells you Colonels are playing really yeah. good defense so far in this game with that being the first made basket by the Tigers. Yeah, Mitchell in a, a little bit of a zone defense and uh, doing well thus far. Seamson on the drive. Layup is no good. It was, she did get it to go, but they say before the shot. So Boy, was that close. That sure yeah. looked like continuation to me. Could have been a three-point play, but uh, Seamson's fouled. This will be a foul on number 20, Kristen Jans. Ooh, and Stabner is coming out for the first oh. time in this game, only five minutes in. Her uh, first foul on Jans, second on Huron. Is, yeah, Stabner, she'll play the majority of the game, give her a rest here. The Giblin on a right side drive, she lays it in. 11-4, Mitchell back up by seven. 
Giblin with five and Van Overshield with six. Really nicely done there on the inbounds pass to find Giblin in stride going at the basket. And if Huron's not making threes, they're going to struggle to score. They're just passing around the perimeter in this zone. Here's a deep three from the right side. Back iron no good uh, from Hampton Hines. Rebound for Mitchell. Defense has been excellent. 11-4. Again, last year if Mitchell could score 40-45, they could win most games the way their defense played. Right now they're on pace for well over 40 points tonight. Giblin on the left wing, 15 on the shot clock. Colonels also bring in Carson White. She's a 5-6 sophomore guard. Eight to shoot. White underneath, left-hand layup, missed the whole thing. Out of bounds here untouched at last. Shot clock stays at five. So White was wide open. The sophomore had a chance to make it a nine-point lead. Yeah, she'd love to have that back. That was a really nice setup, and she went up with it with her strong arm there and just put a little bit too much on it, maybe just uh, having too much urgency mm-hmm. at that time. But it did go off of the Tigers, so Colonel still have five seconds for a shot. Good looks for Mitchell underneath the basket. They haven't had to hit one yet. Giblin gets it in with five to go. Dribbles two. They got to put it up, and they will. This one an air ball. Just had to put it up from Carson White. So that'll be the second turnover here for Mitchell on a shot clock violation. 2.09 to go, first quarter. Colonels up 11-4, to and it hits her in a steal by Van Overshield, and it'll stay here with Huron on the possession arrow. But that was an odd throw-in. Uh, Huron threw it in. Looked like it hit Bryn Huber in the stomach, and it continued to uh, roll up the court, and Van Overshield jumped on it. Jump ball, it'll stay with Huron, but a nice job by Van Overshield. Uh, to, uh, to to force that uh, alternating possession. So 205 will keep it here, Sean, 11 to 4. Uh, this is an outstanding start for Mitchell, especially offensively. They got to score some points, and it's been the three point shooting thus far. Yeah, I mean, really nice start with the hot shooting to jump out to a lead. That's what you always want on the road. And, you know, one of the questions for this season, too, is going to be can they sustain this offense for four quarters? on a given night because we saw them have you know explosions of offense at times last year but then they'd have a lull yeah. in a, a third or second quarter where they only score maybe five or six and then that kind of hurt them going forward and then they'd have to hang on in the end of the game defensively to get their W so a big thing for the Colonels will be can they sustain this kind of offense for each quarter uh, on a given night so they can have a little bit more production. Six minutes in, it's an 11-4 Mitchell lead. And they work it around the perimeter, playing that zone defense. Right side three, a deep one, back iron. No good from Hampton Hines. Tigers continue to remain cold. In transition, layup left side. Stabner is no good. We get a foul. That'll be on Van Overshield. Her second, team's third. So Van Overshield in a little bit of foul trouble here. It was on Van Overshield. So that'll be her second, team's third. So Stadner, good look at a layup, fast break opportunity. She missed it. Colonel still up by seven here with 90 seconds left in the first. Top of the key here on Tigers, moving across the floor from left to right. Pass right to Stadner. She's got another steal. See if she can connect this time. She drives left side, kicks it back out. This one blocked. Oh, nearly out of bounds, blocked. And that was blocked. Uh, Hankel on the free throw line jumper. But then Heaven Ganey can't control it as she uh, dribbles the ball out of bounds. So sloppy start here for both sides a little bit uh, here late in the first quarter. 
And the Colonels, Colonels could be up by 15 here easily, just not able to get some of those inside shots to go. Yeah, that last possession, that was a really good-looking fast-break opportunity, and Stabner simply did not know where to go with the ball that time, and it broke down. Wide-open layup, Maddie Kemp underneath. Nope, that's, that was Hinkle underneath for the layup, and good. Seamson on that left corner, founder, assist to her. Largest lead of the game. Colonels up 13-4 to here with under a minute to go. And this one a foul on Mitchell. Will be on the floor as Elwan was driving right side through the lane. This will be the fourth foul on Mitchell in this first quarter. Much, much better execution by Mitchell that on their last possession there. Getting mm-hmm. that ball in, and they knew where to go with the passing that time on that quick score there underneath. Addie Seamson picks up the foul her first. Here on underneath, Elwan gets it in the right corner. Here to Christian Jans, who has the only made field goal in this first quarter. Here's a left corner three. That one's nearly an air ball. Way too strong from Elwine. Huron, as cold as it is, snowy outside last night. How about one of ten for wow. the Huron Lady Tigers to start this game? Mitchell after a hot start now at uh, five out of 13 in this first quarter. Have they attempted a shot that wasn't a three yet? Maybe one or just two. Just a couple of them, yeah, just th- from rebounding, really. Yeah, about 80% of their shots have been from outside. Colonel's got a chance to run this thing down to around two seconds. 30 seconds to go. Hinkle near the bench. Give it off to Seamson, the freshman. Now to Stabner with 10 to shoot left side. 20 on the clock. Here's the three left side. May have been partially tipped. Carson White misses the three-pointer. Chance for Huron to trim the lead. Left three in transition. That one is no good again from Hines. Colonel's got five seconds to go. Stabner at the uh, free throw line. Two seconds. We'll put it up from 15 and miss it. A little bit short on the left elbow. All things considered, a great start for Mitchell. Up 13-4 at the end of the first quarter. A couple of threes from Van Overshield. Five points from Giblin and two from Delana Hankel. We're back in 30 seconds. We're listening to Mitchell Colonel Girls Basketball tonight on KORN. Soil is a living organism that changes year to year, which means soil fertility can vary widely across the field. Don't let this be a limiting factor in reaching your high-yield goals. At Aurora Co-op, they know that grid soil sampling is the foundation to a solid fertility program. Knowing what's going on is important because it helps you build the right plan to utilize your dollars wisely. Aurora Co-op's agronomic experts will help you build the right plan for your acres. To learn more, contact one of their agronomy team members today. Aurora Co-op, tougher to Together. It is a doubleheader of Colonel basketball action tonight. A boys game coming up here just after 8 o'clock. But, Sean, we got a good one here for the Mitchell Colonel girls as they really struggled uh, last year offensively. They lost both games to Huron. The uh, season opener last year was 50-26. to Then at the uh, Corn Palace last January, Mitchell lost 69-46. But uh, Colonels defensively, offensively, you can't ask for a better start. Pretty solid here on the road, yeah. Defensively, you have to love it, holding Huron to one out of 11 shooting in the first quarter and only giving up four points, and 13 points offensively, you'll take that. I mean, right now they're on pace to have 52 points tonight, and if they can do that throughout the season, averaging 52, Mm -hmm. they will win a lot of games this year. Stabner drives right side, stops at the free throw line, gets it to Seamson, finds Taylor Giblin in the left corner here early, first possession of the second quarter. Colonels up 13 to four. Colonels got off to a nine nothing start right out of the gates in the first 90 seconds. 
Giblin works it around left side to Seamson with eight to shoot. Here Stabner drives free throw line, turns it over again off her foot. A tie-up at the free throw line, possession arrow to the Tigers. So a tough start for Stabner with four turnovers and no points. Well, Huron opens up shooting one out of 11 in that first quarter while the Colonels uh, went five out of 15. The Colonels did not make it to the free throw line and Huron was, was just a one of two from the charity stripe. Huber at the top of the key, pushes it right side to Hines. How they get it inside, layup no good. A little bit too strong for Isabel Elwine, the 5'8 senior. Stabner pushes it right side for Mitchell. One minute gone by in the second quarter. Colonels still lead by nine. And as cold as Huron is shooting so far in this first half, Mitchell really does need to take advantage and try to build a little bit more of a lead here. Travel by Stabner, a turnover for her. But, yeah, Colonels, again, they could be up, you know, easily 12, 15 points here. It's a nine-point lead. 6.45 to go. Well, you mentioned how much Huron loves to shoot the three. If they start to catch fire, they can score quickly. Three, Hampton Hines left corner, no good. Another long rebound for Delana Hankel, 5'9", senior, starting guard for Mitchell this season. And again, Huron, we're 10 minutes in this game, Sean. They've made one shot. Yeah, this is very surprising so far. And again, the Colonels need to try to get the offense going. Colonels get it down to Stabner, left side. It's double team. She'll kick it back out, right side layup. Count it, and the foul. Allison Meyerink, 5'10", junior, playing on the varsity, getting some time this year off the bench. Has a chance to make it a three-point play. Nice job by Meyerink and a nice setup, too. Good good job by the Colonels running that half-court offense and uh, getting that open lane for the layup. Second foul on Isabel Elwine. It's the third on the Tigers. Meyerink with a chance for a three-point play. Free throw is back iron, no good. 15-4, this now the largest lead Mitchell has had tonight, up by 11. By the way, not much foul shooting so far, just two for Huron, and that was Mitchell's first free throw. Travel on the left wing for Isabel Elwine, another Huron turnover. As They're going to have trouble here, Sean, getting to 10 points here by the half. You know, they've been okay in the turnover department, just three so far in the first half. Mitchell with just four. Checking in here for Mitchell, Maddie Kemp, 5-5 junior guard. Seamson's out there along with Giblin, Kempf, Hinkle, and also uh, Meyerink. This one, a bad pass by Hinkle. Saved by Meyerink as Stabner goes to the bench for a breather. Good hustle by Meyerink to save this possession. Giblin, top of the key, directs traffic, passes it left to Seamson. Now in the left quarter to Kemp, 12 to shoot. Seamson, oh, she kept her pivot foot down, nearly traveled right there. She'll drive and lay it in, missed the layup, knocked out of bounds, saved by Mitchell. Saved by Seamson. Shot clock resets. Boy, another missed layup for Mitchell, but Seamson saves the possession. Yeah, really nice effort by the Colonels to keep that ball with them because it looked like the Tigers are going to get on it. Giblin, 10-foot floater is good. Inside the lane, Giblin leading everybody tonight with seven. She's making an early push for player of the game. Nicely done by the Colonels on that possession to get their second chance and then rework the offense to get a good shot. 17 to four, Colonels in front, just over five to go in the half. Another three-pointer way too strong from Isabel Elwine. Long rebound for Mitchell outside the arc. Boy, are they fully committed to living and dying by the three tonight. And they are dying tonight. Five minutes to go in the first half. It is all Mitchell up 17-4. But again, you feel like a 13-point lead isn't enough. they got to keep their foot on the gas here. Saw how quickly Mitchell scored nine points. Huron can do just the same. Seems in top of the key, gives it down low. 
to Meyer Inc. Layup off glass, no good with 10 to shoot, and we get a foul underneath. That'll be the fifth foul on the Colonels. First on Delana Hinkle. So Colonels bring Stabner back in. Stabner in, Seamson to the bench. Also uh, Hinkle going to check out, and we'll see Van Overshield out there. So Colonels going to have uh, two starters out there in Van Overshield and Stabner, along with the three off the bench, Meyer Inc., Kempf, and also uh, Carson White. Pass underneath here on layup is no good, but free throws upcoming for Elwine. Elwine, one of two from the line tonight. Sixth foul now on the Colonels. So Huron has now missed six straight shots. They began this game one out of 15 in this first half with 4.34 to go until halftime. I mean, ice-cold shooting, and the Colonels' defense has been terrific. Free throw by Elwine is no good. The foul was on Meyerink. Her first. Colonels now with six fouls. See if Huron can get something going offensively at the foul line. One foul away from getting into the bonus. Elwine's second free throw is no good. She is one of four from wow. the line. They can't even manufacture points no. here in this first half. This is amazing. 17 to 4. Colonels in front. Huron has made one shot in this first half. Carson Wyke at the top of the key. Van Overshield right side made two early threes in the first minute. Pump fake drive by Maddie Kemp. Left side way off the mark. Rebound here for Huron. Elwine will bring it up. Four minutes to go in the half. Drive left side. They kick it out. Right corner three for the Tigers. That one is good. Finally, Isabel Elwine gets one to go. It's the second made field goal this half for the Tigers. They cut the lead to 10. Badly needed basket there by the Tigers. Just how much they're struggling offensively after missing seven straight shots. Stabner at the top of the key. Scoreless as of yet. Kemp on the right side with 17 to shoot. Colonels get a left side to Carson Wyke, and she is fouled. This will be on the ground. Van Overshield oh. made a three after the play was done. Oh, she cannot miss tonight. You know, I was just going to say. Get her the ball. You mentioned how she got off to a good start, and it's been so long since they went back to that. And, you know, why not get her, get her the ball again? Mm-hmm. I mean, she, you kind of do one of those heat check things, just keep on giving the ball until she misses, and hopefully they get that ball back to her here before the half is over. Hilton Hines on the foul. That's her first. Team's fourth. For Huron, uh, Hilton Hines, she's the last of the Hines. She's a 5'7 freshman. Then overshield pass underneath, intercepted, knocked out by Huron. 19 to shoot, 330, uh, 3.22 left in the half. It'll be Colonel Ball. Really nice idea by Van Overshield, but uh, even better defended that time by the Tigers. Carson White throwing it in underneath her own basket. Giblin right corner three, air ball too strong. Rebound for White. They fight for it. Van Overshield's got it. Possession arrow towards the Colonels. Well, nice job by Van Overshield and Carson Wyke. A couple of sophomore guards to get down and dirty there to keep that possession. Bryn Huber going to check in here for Huron as Kristen Jans will head to the bench. 3.15 to go, 13 to shoot. Stabner on the left baseline, backs down her defender. Colonels get it to Giblin, top of the key with just five to shoot. Stabner got to make something happen, driving left side. Three to shoot, and we'll get a, uh, she was out of bounds, it appeared. What, five or six turnovers already for Sawyer Stabner here with three minutes to go in the half. Uncharacteristic of her to have that many turnovers. Yeah, definitely. She's a little bit off her game here in this opening night appearance, and looks like uh, another foul is going to be called here as Huron comes across half court. Van Overshield hits the deck, but 
you know, the offense needs to kind of figure things out again. They got out to such a fast start, and their defense is really keeping them with this lead, 10-point lead with three minutes to go. Huron's offense has been just so cold tonight. And eventually Sawyer Stabner, you figure she's going to get going. But the rest of the offense also has to get things figured out. And they, they can, just cannot afford to turn the ball over too much. They got five in this first half, and Huron's got three. Blocking foul on Van Overshield. That's her third, so she's in foul trouble. Five, and you are gone. Elwine hits one and two from the line. She has five of the eight tonight for the Tigers. Colonel's in transition up 17-8. to eight. Left corner three for Giblin. She connects. Giblin with 10 early points. Her second triple. Colonel's just like that. Back up by a dozen at 20 to 8. That's the magic spot over on that left side, just left of the top yep. of the key. That's where Van Overshield hit both her threes, too. Pass underneath to Heaven Ganey. She saves it right in front of the Mitchell bench. Colonel defense all over the place. A deep three at the top of the key. Back iron is no good. Rebound for Huron. They'll get a second chance possession. 2.15 to go. Ganey thinks about a three. She'll drive instead on the right baseline. Up and under. Kicks it out to Huber. Left side three to Elwine. In and out and in again. Good. Elwine's the only one that's made a... She's made pretty much all their points tonight. She has eight of their 11. It's 22-11. The Colonel lead down to nine. Well, see if the Colonels can make a run here before the half and build a nice double-digit lead going into the yeah, break. Big end here. Big final two minutes. Colonel's going to go up by eight or nine or uh, maybe a four or five-point game. Finally, a left-side drive. Left baseline for Stabner. She lays it in for her first points. Give uh, Mitchell a 11-point lead with a minute 30 to go. Good-looking possession that time. It looked like they were confident where the ball was going, and Stabner, nice baseline drive to kind of get herself going finally. Hampton, or uh, that's the freshman Hilton Hines at the top of the key. Zone defense continues to work wonders here for Mitchell on the perimeter. Drive by the freshman Hilton Hines. Back iron gets it to go. Her first points tonight for the freshman. 22-13, Colonel's lead here with just over 60 seconds to go in the first half. We're going to foul underneath. This will be on Huron. Foul number five is Allison Meyerink for Mitchell hit the floor. This will be a foul on... Let's see the foul here on Huron. Team number five. That'll be the second on Hampton Hines. So Hampton Hines with two fouls. Colonels are 0 for 2 from the line. Again, not many free throws tonight. The fresh 35 on the shot clock. Seamson gets it to the top of the key to Carson White. Colonels can run some clock here. Maybe go a 2 for 1, get two possessions here in the final minute. Carson Wyke right side. Uh, Stabner at the free throw line loses it. Giblin thinks about a three on the left wing. She'll drive. Three by Carson Wyke. That is off the mark. No good. Off the right wing. 40 seconds to go. A nine-second differential game to shot clock. Huron doesn't care. They'll put up a three. Heaven Ganey misses it on the left corner. Colonels can essentially hold for a final shot and go in the locker room. At least up 22 to 13. Yep, and that's exactly what I would do here because so much has gone the Colonel's way here in this first half, getting off to a good start and sustaining their lead here in the second quarter. 15 seconds to go. Shot clock pretty much identical. Colonel's up by nine. They played outstanding this half. Stabner underneath. Layup is good. A great pass at the top of the key from Allison Meyerink. Three seconds to go. 
Huber gets it, top of the key. Good if it goes. Nope, off the mark from Kristen Jans. Colonels, they continue their great defensive game. 24-13, Mitchell in front, up here by 11 at halftime. Colonels had a 13-4 lead at the end of one, and then they outscore here on here in the second period, 11-9. So all things considered, great start for Mitchell, up by 11 here through the first half. We're back in three minutes, some halftime stats as well. Coming up next, back in three minutes on KORN. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. Slide, 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 Class of 1995! When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org orthopedics. What's in about 95,000 square feet of Runnings Farm and Fleet? It's a wide array of home and farm supplies and outdoor recreation equipment. The sporting goods are expanded, including marine goods, fishing tackle, and ice shacks. The outdoor gear includes coveralls, boots, gloves, and casual apparel for the whole family. The feeders and feed for everything like chickens, rabbits, gerbils, hamsters, cats, and dogs, including kennels, food bowls, and all kinds of bedding. Runnings Farm and Fleet in Mitchell on Burr for the farm or just living in the Midwest. It's Runnings Farm and Fleets. I should have got my hearing checked earlier. I should have wore hearing protection. I should have gone to see Dr. Trish for my hearing health care needs. Please don't shoulda all over yourself. It gets messy. Visit Hearing Plus LLC for all your hearing, hearing aid, and hearing health care needs instead of shoulda in through life's hearing difficult moments. Again, that's Hearing Plus. LLC 417 North Main Suite 105 in Mitchell or call 605-996-0281. Hearing Plus, so much more. Briggs Havlick from Core Insurance. These brisk ball days remind me of playing football for Mitchell High School and how lucky I was to have coaches and teachers that taught me the importance of good communication, reliability, perseverance, and other good traits that help me serve you the way you expect. Insurance can be frustrating, but we do need to protect what we work so hard for. Raise your expectations. Call me today at 605-996-6070. Core Insurance is located at 715 North Main Street in Mitchell. Car scams are more common now, largely due to the low inventory of vehicles. This is your Attorney General, Mark Vargo, saying that while we may take this type of purchase for granted, don't rush into it for fear of losing out on that vehicle. Stay vigilant and do your homework before you make the purchase. If you're purchasing a used vehicle, know who you're dealing with, know what you're signing, and be sure you get a copy of the signed agreement at the time of purchase. Be wary of look-alike or sound-alike car dealer websites. If you have questions, contact my Consumer Protection Division at 800-300-1986. As a world leader in bioethanol production, Poet has been developing renewable energy for over 30 years. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. Our team's daily focus is finding the most innovative ways to convert your corn into bioethanol and high-protein animal feed. When you sell your corn to Poet, we give you the best price possible and our commitment to develop renewable energy with every bushel. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell. Halftime here from the Huron Arena and a great start here for the Mitchell Colonel girls is they're looking for the upset tonight. 24-13, Colonels lead by 11 
here at the half. It's been the defense of Mitchell. They played a great uh, great zone defense on the perimeter, limiting here on. And uh, what they want to do, the Tigers want to shoot a ton of threes, and uh, they've only made three of them in this first half. And meanwhile, the Colonels, they've made uh, four threes, uh, two from Giblin and two for Van Overshield. And, you know, 24 points is all right for this Mitchell team. Anytime they can get, you know, close to 50, this is a team that averaged you know, 39 or 40 points last season. And, you know, my big question is where are the points going to come from this year for Mitchell? And uh, so far, so good for uh, for the three-point shooting. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, some of that question was answered in that first half, especially with uh, Van Overshield getting off to such a great start. Hopefully they do get her the ball more in the second half because uh, that really kind of set the tone for the Colonels in that first half, especially playing good defense along with the offense. Jumping out to that 9-1 to lead, that was such a good sight to see for the Colonels to open up things here on the road. And, you know, they did all that mostly without Sawyer Stabner because she was really struggling to get her offense going. She finally got that baseline layup just before the half, and, you know, she's trying to get to the basket as she usually does. But so many times in that first half we saw her make some uncharacteristic mistakes and she looked a little bit uncomfortable, really, in that first half, which I guess you can credit the Huron Tiger defense for kind of shutting her down and keeping her contained. I mean, it's only a matter of time before she really does get going, but she just kind of looked like she wasn't quite herself in that first half, but backed up really nicely by the supporting cast in that first half to build this 11-point lead. And eventually we know that the real Sawyer Stabner is going to show up once she shakes off the rust. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with the Colonels because when she's going along with the support, the Colonels are at their best. Because the thing last year is when Stabner wasn't doing anything offensively, it was really a struggle for anybody else to get going. So right. it is a good sign that, you know, Stabner only has those four points, but the, the Colonels do lead by 11 uh, here with 24 points at the half as the, uh, the boys, they shoot around here a little bit, getting warmed up at halftime. Uh, what do you have for uh, halftime stats here? It has just been a struggle uh, for the Huron Tigers shooting in this first half. Yeah, just absolutely ice cold in that first half going 4 for 21 from the floor. 19% shooting for the Lady Tigers while the Colonels uh, double that. 10 out of 25. I mean for this team that's actually very efficient. 40% shooting in that first half. And again, the big question is going to be, can they sustain that for four quarters and have some consistent offense? So good first half for the Colonels, out shooting here on 40% to 19. Rebounding-wise, the Colonels won that battle as well, 14 to 8. Uh, not much going on the free throw line for either team. Here on going 2 out of 6. Colonels, one trip to the free throw line, and they went 0 for 1. So you got to figure with Stabner, the way she likes to play, eventually those numbers are going to be there in that second half. And really both teams took pretty good care of the basketball. Five turnovers for the Colonels and just three for the Tigers in that first half. But it was really the shooting percentage in the first half that was the big story as the Colonels got out to that hot start, shot 40% from the floor, played great defense while the Tigers struggled only shooting 19% and being really, really stubborn about that three-point line. Ben Overshield, she does have the three fouls, so she's got to watch out and not pick up that uh, fourth foul too early uh, here in this uh, in this uh, third quarter and get her going again offensively. Again, Ben Overshield had those two three-pointers uh, within the first minute of the game on that left wing. We're back in two minutes uh, with the second half. Looking good uh, here for the Colonels thus far. Girls up 24-13. to 
We're back in two minutes with the second half on KORN. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in South Dakota high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the SDHSAA and the South Dakota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Poet knows that maximizing grain marketing can make a difference in your operation. This is Becky Pitts of Poet Mitchell. We constantly update our prices for corn and our hours at Poet.com to make harvest easier for you. Both Todd and Marsha are working hard to offer customized specialty contracts, including Premium Plus and Accumulator contracts. We have contract options for every producer and offer cash bids or working open orders. At Poet, we're committed to bring your farm the best profitability possible. Banking bells, banking bells, banking all the way. Oh, what fun it is to see a reindeer at the bank on Thursday. It's true, on Thursday, December 15th from 2 to 4.30 p.m., there will be live reindeer at the Norway location of First Dakota. Do you prefer banking through the snow? Then take a picture on Santa's sleigh, which will also be at First Dakota, 500 East Norway. See live reindeer in Santa's sleigh Thursday, December 15th at fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. First Dakota. Season opener here for the Mitchell Colonels. The band is as loud as ever here at the Huron Arena. 24-13 Mitchell in front. They have not trailed tonight. Travis Crins and Sean Michaels here uh, high atop Huron. Colonels, they got a three-pointer with 15 seconds into the ball game. They have not trailed. Colonels will start. Uh, Taylor Giblin, Lauren Van Overshield. Addie Seamson, Sawyer Stadner, and Elena Henkel. Team switch sides here on opening possession, moving across the court left to right. And they've got Bryn Huber, Hampton Hines, Carson Kaufman. Those three are scoreless. They've got Heaven Ganey, who also has not scored, and Isabel Elwine. Early foul underneath. This will send here on to the line here in the opening seconds. So Taylor Giblin picks up her first foul. First team foul here, 7.44 to go. Free throw is no good. Isabel Elwine continues to struggle from the foul line tonight. I think she's, what, 2 of 5 now? 2 out of 7. So Elwine, she's been the only player tonight really to go to the line. And she's now 3 of 8. Game high and 9 for Elwine. Kristen Jans has 3. That's about all the scoring tonight. For the Tigers. Wide open for three. Oh, a two for Van Overshield. Just like that first half, Van Overshield with a hot start. Yeah, just a good looking offensive possession, finding her with the easy layup and a lot of passing going on, too. Three for Hampton Hines, 26 17, Colonels up by nine. So you know Huron's going to score more than 13 points in this half. You would assume so. 
Again, Colonel's got to keep pace here. Van Overshield on the right baseline. Three for Stabner. Oh, that one's off the mark. That looked a lot better, though, than last year. And that's one of the things that uh, Stabner's been working on, her jump shot here. And that's uh, we'll see how that develops during her junior year. Isabel Elwine on the left wing. They get it at the free throw line to Heaven Ganey. They kick it out, top of the key. Now left side of three for Elwine. That is off the mark. Long rebound. Elwine gets her own board. And we're going to get a foul. If this is on Giblin, this is two early ones on Giblin. As she's got to watch out now here in the uh, second half. Oh, it is. It is on Addie Seamson. So Seamson's second foul. Also Mitchell's second foul. Two early personals here on Mitchell. They lead by nine early second half. Right side, Hampton Hines a three. That one off the mark a little short. Offensive rebound here to Kristen Jans. They give it to Hampton Hines left side. Oh, looked like uh, Carson Weicker. Delana Hankel was pretty much there. They're going to call her for the foul. And here on, they're going to go to the line quite a bit in the second half. Already their second trip. And the Colonels, they've picked up three fouls here in the first 90 seconds of the third. That's the second on Hankel. But they can't make any of them. Uh, free throw for Hampton Hines is no good. Three of nine from the line here for uh, the Tigers. Hampton Hines. This one is good. She's got six points. All of those in this third quarter. So here on chipping away at that lead. They were down by 11. Now it's down to eight here early in the second half. Colonels get it to Van Overshield at the top of the key. Wide open on the floater from 10 feet out, and she cannot miss tonight. Van Overshield, she has got 10. And boy, she has been outstanding tonight. Ball out of bounds here on. They dribble it out. It'll be a turnover on Elwine. And boy, that is good to see. Van Overshield averaged just under six points per game last year. But yeah, where is that scoring going to come from this year? I think it's going to be from her. Yeah, I mean, she could potentially have a really big year now in the absence of Sarah Siebert. And uh, just keep giving her the ball, whether it's for three or like that. That was a great move inside the lane to attack the basket and get some points. Colonels lead back up to 10. Seamson for a three. That's way off the mark. Put back, though, is short. Stabner to the line to shoot some free throws. A rare trip to the line tonight. Seamson way off on that three. She has not scored yet, but uh, Stabner with the, with the free throws here. First foul on Huron. And that will go on Heaven Ganey, her first. And you say a rare trip. How about only the second free throw attempt of the game for the Colonels? And it does go down for Stabner. That one rattles in. And the one thing that Stabner could improve on was that jump shot. And so far, so good. She missed a three, but it looked good. And this free throw in as well. Look at that. Two free throws for Stabner. She was only a 56% free throw shooter. If she can get that close to 70, boy, that's going to be huge for Mitchell. Now back up by 12, one of their largest leads tonight. Tipped away by Seamson. Huber gets it. Elwine looked at a three left side. will drive. Kick it back out. Left corner three. That one rattles in. Nine-point lead as Kristen Jans with the triple. She's got a couple of long balls off the bench. Six points for the Tigers. 30-21. Colonels up nine. Five minutes to go in this third quarter. Down low to Stabner, outside Seamson. Right side three, too strong. Rebound here on. And that is the fourth foul on Van Overshield. As she will probably sit here for the rest of the quarter. 
So that is a tough one. Van Overshield with 10 points, but the four fouls. Yeah, I mean, you love her energy, um, but she has picked up several fouls that were really reactionary fouls and kind of bad fouls because she was just trying to kind of make up for whatever mistake she made, and now she's in foul trouble. So Colonel's going to have Giblin and Van Overshield on the bench. Those two have combined for 20 of their 30 points tonight. 17 on the shot clock here on down by nine. That zone defense again. Huber gets it inside. Elwine, a left wing three. That is short. Rebound for uh, Seamson. Seamson will bring it up to freshman. Scoreless tonight. She'll drive left side, and she is fouled by Bryn Huber. Second foul on Huron in the quarter. First on Huber tonight. She's scoreless. So Colonels, you know, maintaining that Nine-point lead, as long as you can keep this, you know, above a, a two-score game, you know, that five, six-point mark, then you start to get a little bit nervous. But thus far, Huron's uh, not been able to make this anything more than a, you know, a three-possession game. Meyerink top of the key, gives it to Stabner. Stabner drives left hand, turn around, Seamson three, left side. This one an air ball. This one knocked away, and Huron picks up the rebound. Colonel's up nine, halfway through the third. Kristen Jan, she'll drive left side. And this is the fifth foul on Mitchell already in the first four minutes of the third. If Huron can just make their free throws, I mean, this could be a one-score game right now. So five fouls on Mitchell, and this is the third on Seamson. So the Colonel's going to have to go deeper on their bench. They've gone about four deep on the bench tonight. It's kind of where they're going to be at for most of the year. Huron gets it in. Huber fakes the three, drives, kick out three. Line right side, and good. Again, look out for her, Isabel Elwine, with three triples. She's got a game-high 12. The lead's cut down to six. Colonel's got to respond offensively halfway through. Their halftime leads from 11 down to six. Trying to get it to Stabner down low. It's tipped away and stolen. Bringing it up for Hampton Hines. Layup right side is no good off glass. Rebound goes. Everybody's on the ground looking for it here, and we're going to get a foul on Mitchell. I think the Colonels had it momentarily. Couldn't come up with possession. Heaven Ganey of Huron had it, and she was fouled. This is the sixth foul. Delaney, Delaney Dagan picks up the foul her first. And now Huron's going to be in the bonus for the rest of this half when the Colonels pick up their next foul. There's still 11 and a half minutes to go in the game. Air ball on the right corner, three by Huron. We'll give it back to Mitchell. Christian Jans couldn't connect. So Colonels in some big-time foul trouble here, Sean, with Van Overshield on the bench and 16 fouls. Yeah, this is a, a really crucial part of this game here for the Colonels now that the foul trouble is mounting up and now the Tigers' offense is starting to click a little bit more because they've already got 11 points in this quarter with still three minutes to go. Here on outscoring Mitchell, 11-6 here in the third. We get a tie-up, and it'll keep it on the Mitchell side. Delaney Dagan, the 5'3 junior guard for Mitchell, was tied up. Possession arrow to Mitchell. I think this is a good timeout. Coach Brooks calls it. 3.02 to go. Colonels clinging to a 30-24 lead. We're back in one minute from the Huron Arena. 
This is J.R. Iversons. It's time to come in, pick the options you want, and get it coming in time for cold weather and a possible tax write-off. As new inventory comes in, our trade inventory goes up, and we have some new ones that you can just buy and take home, too. The price at the time of ordering is the price you pay with us, period. We'll get the color and options you want, then apply the Iversons discount on top of any rebates, lease, or finance program. It's Ram, Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep models in Mitchell and Fords in Huron. Or online anytime at iversonauto.com. is a living organism that changes year to year, which means soil fertility can vary widely across the field. Don't let this be a limiting factor in reaching your high yield goals. At Aurora Co-op, they know that grid soil sampling is the foundation to a solid fertility program. Knowing what's going on is important because it helps you build the right plan to utilize your dollars wisely. Aurora Co-op's agronomic experts will help you build the right plan for your acres. To learn more, contact one of their agronomy team members today. Aurora Co-op, tougher together. It's Mitchell Colonel basketball tonight. Colonel's up 30-24 here with just three minutes to go in the third quarter. Again, Huron made only four shots in the first half. They've already made three here in the third. It was a 24-13 Mitchell lead at the half. Giblin in the left corner. Now Carson White at the top of the key. Four to shoot. Colonel's got to put it up. Giblin, I don't think they realize. Now they finally do. Three-pointer is no good. I don't think they realize the shot clock was running down. In transition, Ganey on the layup. No good. No foul. Rebound for the Colonels. Carson Wyke brings it up. Fast break opportunity. She kicks it in the corner. Giblin, it's stolen from her on the right wing. Right from behind, Kristen Jan stole it. Colonels a little bit more sloppy here in the second half. Bryn Huber drives. Evan Ganey, right side drive. They kick it out. They want the three all night long. Here's a a right side jumper from 15 feet out. No good from Hampton Hines. And the Colonels, they're going to push. Here's Stabner. Stops about 10 feet away from the basket. Meyerink with a long uh, two-point shot. Rebound by uh, Stabner. Nobody was in there. She was in the Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) And the Colonels back up by eight. Yeah, nobody boxed out that time for the Tigers. That was an easy run to get that put back for Stabner. Early Christmas present there. You're not going to get a more wide-open shot. All season long. 32-24, Colonels up, 140 to go in the third. Well, and of all people to lose defensively, huh. how do you lose where Sawyer Stabner is? Lose the best rebounder the other team's got. Drive by Hampton Hines, this one off glass, and Giblin going to pick up a hard foul. She's going to get called for the block, and this will be, uh, let's see, Giblin, I think, is going to pick up her third. Nope, that'll just be her second. Yeah, so second on Giblin, seventh on Mitchell. Those will be a two-shot foul. But now Huron's in the bonus for the final whole quarter to go. Yeah, nine, that's trouble. Nine and a half minutes, but Huron can't hit anything. They cannot. I mean, it's been a cold night shooting to begin with, and they're only hitting about 50% of their free throws so far, going four for 11 Forget the narrow side of the barn. They can't hit the broad side of the barn tonight. 32-24, and Hampton Hines gets the second free throw to go. So she's one of two from the line. But considering all that, they're only down seven. Yeah, only down seven here at 32-25, late third quarter. Meyerink, a great pass, and oh, another missed layup for Stabner. She can't believe it, neither can I. Boy, Meyerink's had a couple of great passes tonight. Huber thinks about a three. She is not much of a shooter. Minute to go, third quarter. Colonel's up by seven. 
Colonel the uh, Tigers get it inside. Now left corner. Huber with the three. That one a bit too strong. And Stabner with the rebound. And we're going to get a foul on Huron. That'll be their third of the quarter. As Stabner was fouled. Fouls on Huber, her second, third personal on the team. Well, this is that lull offensively that I was talking about that they had last season several times. Only eight points so far in this quarter in a seven-point game here going into the fourth. Colonels are going to have to find some more offense. Giblin's pass is intercepted by Hampton Hines. She'll lay it in right side, and we've got a five-point game, 32-27. This is as close as Huron has been since about the opening minute of the game. Again, Colonels can hold for the final shot. Not much of a difference between shot clock and game clock here with 22 seconds to go in the third. Giblin walks back to half court. Still with 15 seconds to go. They got a lot of time to waste here. Hinkle now top of the key to Meyerink. Gets it down low to Stabner. Three for Wyke on the right side and good. Perfect possession to end the quarter. 35-27, half-court heave. Good if it goes, and it nearly did from Hampton Hines. Colonels came in uh, with an 11-point lead, and they lead up by eight. Carson Wyke's first points of the season, 5-6 sophomore. 35-27, Mitchell up by eight. We're back in one minute with the fourth quarter. You're listening to Colonel Basketball on KORN. We'll be back in 30 seconds on KORN. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! Ah! Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. Slide! 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 Class of 1995! When a moment creates a health need, Visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org orthopedics. It is the first of two games tonight here from the Huron Arena. Season opener for Mitchell Basketball. Travis Krins and Shawn Michaels here at the Huron Arena. 7.35, a boys game should tip off here around 8.15 or so, a little after 8 o'clock tonight. Colonel Girls and Mitchell looking for a sweep tonight. Colonel Girls up 35-27. Fourth quarter, Colonel's up by eight here on possession. Moving across the court left to right. And uh, Huron outscored Mitchell in that third quarter, 14-11. And they got as close as five. Heaven Ganey underneath, that one tipped away. Last touch by Sawyer Stabner. So you like Mitchell's chances here, Sean, as long as Huron continues to Struggle and continue to struggle here, especially from the, the free throw line. Mitchell, you think Mitchell, if they get 10 points, they should be in good shape. Drive right side. Here's a deep three. Hampton Hines gets it to go. Hines has been the offense in the second half for Huron. She's got 12. All of those in this second half, and that Colonel lead down to five. Yeah, the way this game is playing out, you do let the Colonels' chances just because of how well their defense has been playing. But the Huron Tigers' offense showed a little bit more life in that third quarter, so the Colonels have to get some offense going again. Drive mine by a rink, off the glass, count it, and the foul. 
right on cue. Allison Meyering, she had a three-point opportunity in that first quarter. Uh, couldn't make the free throw, but she gets it to go here. Meyerink, anyway, I didn't see much of her last year. 5'10", junior, long arms, good passer, drives that left side. That makes it a seven-point lead. Fourth foul on the Tigers. And we're going to get a foul here. Let's see who they got this foul on. Was to uh, Isabel Elwine, I believe, her second. Free throw for Meyerink is no good. Tipped around in heaven. Ganey gets the board for the Tigers. So 37-30, Mitchell up by seven here with seven minutes to go. Right corner three for the Tigers. This one too strong. Nice rebound in a box out for Sawyer Stabner. Stabner leads the break. Right side pass underneath. Carson Wyke layup and good. Assist to Stabner. Wyke on the bucket. She's got five. Mitchell back up by nine. Great execution on that fast break. Evan Ganey left corner three. That is good. Back and forth we go. Timeout for the Huron Tigers. Heaven Ganey's first points tonight. She averaged seven last season and shot just 24% from three. But uh, Huron's starting to heat up, Sean. Colonel's trying to keep pace offensively. And uh, Mitchell's inside game, which struggled so much in that first half, uh, they're starting to get those layups to go here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Huron's offense looks a little bit more comfortable here in the second half. They're still not quite catching fire yet, but... More of the shots are going down than they did in that first half, but uh, I love that three the Colonels hit just before the end of the third. That felt like a huge shot just to give them some momentum uh, on their backs here going into the fourth quarter, and a nice start to this quarter, playing good defense, Sawyer Stabner with that block on one end and then leading a fast break going the other way. It's so good that, you know, Sawyer Stabner, good rebounder, and she can handle the ball, and she can get that rebound, and she can start the break. She doesn't need to throw it to anybody else to start a fast break. So that's a huge luxury here for Mitchell. It's just really good court vision by yeah. Sawyer Stabner to make that block and quickly look ahead down court and see what's open. Six and a half minutes to go in regulation. Colonel's up 39-33. They have led here the entire way. Drive by Meyerink. Free throw line blocked. No foul on Kristen Jans. They'll say it was a clean block. Pass underneath, outlet, and Mitchell going to pick up a foul on Carson White. Mitchell couldn't get the call down here. They give it to Huron on the other side. Free throws upcoming here for Elwine. Carson White on the foul. That's her first. Team's eighth, and Elwine is three of nine from the line, and she makes that one. So now she's four of ten. Elwine... uh, Scored many of her points, most of her points in that first half. She now has a game-high 13. And this one goes as well. 2-2 two two from the line for Elwine. Four-point lead. Closest they've been here in this half. 6-15 to go. Colonel basketball. Stabner gets it to Wyke in the left corner. Carson drives. They kick it out to Meyerink. Pump fake. Drives left. Up and under from 15 feet out. No good. In and out. Close shot, rebound for Huron, making, uh, looking to make it a one-score game. Hampton Hines gets it to Elwine right side. Now right corner and a drive ahead of Ganey. 5.50 to go. Colonels lead down to four. Drive by Elwine, stopped right side. Stabner's on her. Ganey has it in the left corner. She'll drive left side on Hinkle. Lay it off the glass, no good. Rebound by Mitchell. Good defensive possession right there. 
Rebound by Hinkle with five and a half to go. Yeah, fantastic defensive possession. Following that ball to everyone who touched it and then not allowing for a clean look. Stabner with the turnover, her pass, and too much traffic. She'll stop the break. 5.20 to go. Mitchell leading by four. And that's the one thing they just can't afford to do is have short possessions where they turn it over and give Huron extra possessions. Left corner three, no good for Hampton Hines. Rebound for Stabner. Good look, wide open on the left wing. That would have made it a one-point ball game with five minutes to go. 39-35, Colonels in front. Had an 11-point lead at halftime. They led by eight at the start of the quarter. So now down to four. Well, and at one point, you wonder, when does Van Overshield yeah. get back in this game? Giblin's pass tipped out of bounds. Colonels will keep it with nine to shoot, and the answer is right now. Boom. With 4.44 to go. Van Overshield's been out for much of the second half. And now she has to play smart, right? Yep. I mean, she likes to be aggressive. She has that energy on both ends of the court. Got to be smart now since you're down to your last foul, and they need your points. So just play smart, but, you know, stay aggressive. Yeah, Colonel's uh, timeout here on the floor. Eight team fouls on Mitchell and just four on Huron. So Colonel's have done a nice job, you know, not getting uh, Huron into that double bonus. As uh, Mitchell, they picked up their seventh foul there, still with a minute and a half to go. So Mitchell's played these last, you know, five minutes or so, only picking up uh, one additional foul. Again, uh, Taylor Giblin, she's had 10 points. Lauren Van Overshield has had 10. Sawyer Stabner with six to lead at Mitchell. Again, we've got that player of the game. Of course, Culver's back with the player of the game uh, certificate for that free value basket. And uh, Iverson, they provided us game balls for football and volleyball during the fall. And we'll do the same here with a mini basketball. We'll provide that to the uh, Mitchell Colonel player of the game, boys and girls, here after each broadcast this season. The five out there for Mitchell with eight to shoot on the shot clock is Van Overshield. Stabner, Giblin, Carson Wyke, and Hankel. Colonels get it inside, pass underneath. Oh, it was last touched by Huron. I don't know about that. I thought Hampton Hines touched it last. Turnover on Stabner looking for Carson Wyke, a backdoor cut. I don't know about that. Yeah, it was pretty questionable, and, you know, the Colonels really need to clean that up because they got 10 turnovers now in this game, and a lot of those coming in this fourth quarter. Wide open layup is good. We got a two-point game. Kristen Jans. With the layup, Ganey found her underneath. Two-point ball game. And we knew this was coming. We knew a, a Huron Tiger rally was coming. So now can the Colonels hold them off? 4-10 to go. Offense has gone cold. Giblin a three left side. Bang! Huge three for Giblin. She's got a team high. 13, that's her third triple tonight. Boy, was that good-looking offense. Good ball movement and nice shot there in rhythm by Giblin. Big, big shot here with half a quarter left. Colonels haven't shot a ton of threes, but they've made the most of them. Left corner three by Elwine, too strong. Rebound for Giblin. She's making a huge case for player of the game. Giblin uh, takes it up here, hands it off to Stabner. 3.35 to go, Colonels up by five. Giblin kind of playing that point guard tonight. Top of the key. Gives it right side to Hinkle. Now back outside left wing to Giblin with Huber on her with 14 to shoot. It's one of those things we're going to find out about the Colonels this year. Can they score when they need to as opposed to building a lead early on? Can they finish games? Four to shoot. 
Stabner going to drive, kick out three for Giblin. Good if it goes, and it was an air ball. So at the very least, you took up 30 seconds, 35 seconds of the shot clock. 42-37, Colonel's in front here with 3.08 to go. And and if you, if you it wasn't do that, that bad of a look either. If you do that three more times, that's a minute and a half. Of course you want to yeah. score, but at the very least, it's a shot clock violation. It sounds dumb Yeah, say I that's mean, good, but it, it is kind of good. There's three minutes to go. You're up by five. Good clock management. You can live with that shot. It was open, a little bit rushed, but a good-looking shot. Heaven Ganey now right side, 2.50 to go. Colonel's up by five. They have not trailed tonight. Looking for a season-opening win. Huber on the left wing. Heaven Ganey, right corner, three wide open. She nailed it. Heaven Ganey's second three tonight. They've both been here in the fourth. Colonels lead back down to two with two and a half to go. Van Overshield to three, in and out, no good. Out of bounds, last touch by Huron. Colonels keep the ball with a fresh 35. Good look there in the right corner from Van Overshield. You just assume she's going to make it tonight. Well, she's certainly comfortable shooting that shot. The only thing that surprised me was how early in the shot clock she put that up. Colonel Zavid here, 35 on the shot clock. Seamson's got to get it in, and it's a five-second call. Colonel's had three timeouts to waste there. Could have used one. Colonel's going to turn it over on a five-second call Oh boy! Seamson. You just can't do that. You have to know the situation when you get to this point in the game. Two and a half minutes left, two-point game. Every possession is crucial. Use a couple of timeouts. He got three to go here. Huron can tie it for the first time since 0-0. Take a lead with a three. Right corner, no good. Right corner, there was nobody there to pass it to. Kristen Jans at the free throw line went to the right corner. There was nobody there. Boy, what a really a, a, a tough possession there for the Tigers. A wasted opportunity. I mean, they had a great chance to tie this game up with a two or take their first lead on a three. And instead, they're not on the same page. Ball is out of bounds. And now the Colonels can eat up 35 more seconds. And on this possession, if they can get points, that's huge. Carson Wyke will check out. For the Colonels, Giblin back in there here with 2.05 to go. 25 to shoot. Giblin top of the key again. Colonels can run some offense, get a good shot here. Still with 20 to shoot. You can take this thing down to about a minute 40. And you get a foul here. Seamson is fouled by Hampton Hines. But they are not in the bonus yet. No, so this will reset the clock here, 35 seconds with a minute 59 to go. That's the third foul on Hampton Hines, fifth on the Tigers. So, yeah, that's good for Mitchell. Run that clock down. The clock is your friend. Wide open layup off the inbound. Stabner with the layup and good. Stabner now with 10, and that makes it a 44 40 Mitchell lead here with a minute 45 to go. She just snuck through there. I mean, the defense completely lost what she was doing, and I think even Stabner was surprised she was that open for the layup. Tie up. We get a foul here. Stabner will send Ganey to the line. Oh, you shoot a one and one. Just can't do that. You got to play good defense because that stops the clock, and Huron can get a couple points. Evan Ganey, 42% free throw shooter last year. Minute 38 to go, nine fouls on Mitchell. This is the second on Stabner. And Ganey, 42% shooter last year, one and one. Of course, she makes this one. Heaven Ganey, all seven points for her in this fourth quarter. Huron now has made four straight free throws after starting out so cold. Colonel's up by three. Ganey's free throw is good. She hits both of them. 44-42, Colonel's up. 
90 seconds to go. Big, big possession here. Huron will be in the double bonus. Two free throws the rest of the way. Tigers only have five fouls. Mitchell has nine. Seamson drives left side. Van Overshield left corner still with 18 to shoot. Drive, layup left short in the lane for Van Overshield. Huron will get it with a minute 10 to go. Huron has not had the lead tonight. Drive by Elwine. She'll kick it out, and Van Overshield knocks it out of bounds with 107 to go, 26 to shoot. Good defense by Van Overshield, getting back up and recovering after falling after missing that layup. And I can't believe she missed that layup. It was a great move in the lane to get open, and she just short-armed it a little bit. Huron will take a timeout. They've got two left. Mitchell 44, Huron 42. 67 seconds to go in regulation. We're back in a quick 30 seconds on KORN. What's in about 95,000 square feet of Runnings Farm and Fleet? It's a wide array of home and farm supplies and outdoor recreation equipment. The sporting goods are expanded, including marine goods, fishing tackle, and ice shacks. The outdoor gear includes coveralls, boots, gloves, and casual apparel for the whole family. The feeders and feed for everything like chickens, rabbits, gerbils, hamsters, cats, and dogs, including kennels, food bowls, and all kinds of bedding. Runnings Farm and Fleet in Mitchell on Burr for the farm or just living in the Midwest. It's Runnings Farm and Fleets. First of two games tonight here on KORN. We got a good one. Minute seven to go. Mitchell girls leading here on 44-42. Travis and Sean here tonight at the Huron Arena. 26 seconds to shoot on the shot clock here for the Tigers. They just took a timeout. They have two remaining. Mitchell has three at their disposal. Five team fouls on Huron, nine on Mitchell. They get it into Huber near half courts. Stop here would be huge. Seamson goes down, no foul. She's back up after colliding on the screen. 15 to shoot, 55 seconds to go. Heaven Ganey at the top of the key. Left side, a drive by Jans. Right side for the lead, Hampton Hines. Short on the right corner three. Rebound, out of bounds, Colonel Ball. 45 seconds to go, you do not have to foul. If you are here on, you just got to play good defense. Giblin gets it to Stabner. Colonel's got to get this clock down. 40 seconds to go. 30 to shoot. Huron should get it with about 10, 15 seconds to go, depending on this result. Yep, milk this thing all the way down to nothing if you have to because you still have a two-point two lead. So just play smart offense here. Do not turn this ball over. Points here could win it. Seamson inside. She loses it. Going to lead to a wide-open layup. Evan Ganey on the layup. It is good. We're tied with 15 seconds to go. And Huron's going to call a timeout. So another turnover by Mitchell. Seamson fell near the free-throw line, led to a wide-open layup. And we're tied for the first time tonight since 0-0. 44-44. Layup for Heaven Ganey. She has 10 points tonight all in this quarter. So Heaven Ganey leading this here on offense. Didn't score for the first three quarters. Now has 10 tonight. Hampton Hines, uh, she has 12 points. And Isabel Elwine has 14 so those three are your primary scorers for Huron tonight. For Mitchell, they've got 13 points from Taylor Giblin, 10 from Sawyer Stabner, and 10 for Lauren Van Overshield. So here you go. Uh, Huron called that timeout. They have one left. Mitchell has three remaining. Colonel's going to have a shot here to win it in regulation. 
or we're going to overtime. 14.2 seconds left. Shot clock is turned off. Head coach Dave Brooks, this is uh, why you pay uh, pay you the big bucks to be a high school girls coach here. See uh, see if you, I mean, think you, I think you want to get it down low to Stavener. You can maybe find Van Overshield or Giblin open for a three. Uh, they've been hot tonight, and we'll see what happens here with 14 seconds to go. Colonels have to go the length of the floor. Yeah, they just got to somehow shake off that last possession offensively and definitely get the ball in the hands of Sawyer Stabner. Let her go one-on-one and see if she can create something and uh, try to steal this one here at the buzzer. And here on, they've got a foul to give here, so they can foul if they do get into some sort of trouble. And Mitchell can use their timeouts. You have three timeouts. And Huron is not getting back defensively. No, Huron going to do some full-court pressure. Giblin has it. Giblin passed half courts with 10 seconds to go in the ball game. We're tied at 44. Colonels have a timeout. They give it to Stabner. Stabner with five to shoot. Drives the lane off of her foot, but it's a foul on Huron with 3.4 seconds. And honestly, for Huron, that's a, that's a great outcome there. Max, they're not in the bonus yet. So 3.4 seconds to go. Foul was on number 33, Elwine, her third, team sixth. 3.4 seconds, game tied at 44. Stabner to Seamson. Seamson for the win! Yes! Just inside the arc, and Colonels win 46 to 44. Game winner buzzer for Addie Seamson. She had not scored all night long. What a finish, and what a beautiful job by Sawyer Stabner to set that up. She called for the basketball, wanted to get a shot off herself, but was double teamed at the last second, saw Seamson in the corner of her eye, tossed it to her hot potato style, and Seamson just launched, and it went through nothing but Ned. What a finish. Great opening win for the Colonels. That was just inside the arc. Seamson was the inbounder, got it in the left corner to Stabner, Handed it off back to Seamson. Her foot was just inside the arc, and she hit the nearly 20-foot shot for the win. 46 to 44. Colonel Girls with the victory tonight. They led by what as many as 13 in this one. They had an eight-point lead to start the fourth. And Huron never uh, never led in the game. They tied it in the final seconds at 44 apiece. Colonels win 46 to 44. Dramatic fashion in the season opener. Wow. I mean, what a way to open up this season with a new coach and some new players, a new starting five. And for the Colonels to just hold off and just play against it when the Tigers are putting their rally together, giving up the lead there in the final seconds on the turnover, and then somehow finding a way to get that game winner. Really nice way to open up this season by the Lady Colonel. 